You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones, and we are back with another morning drop. Today, we are getting into it. Normally, we react to a presser on Tuesdays during football season, but it's portal season now, so we're reacting to what's going on there. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop. It is Tuesday, December the 5th. You got Ike Jones in here. Mike G, we are back talking a little more football during the postseason. And it is portal season. The transfer portal for college football officially opened yesterday. And over 1,000 collegiate athletes decided, let me see what's up somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. can you hear me, Ike? Yeah, yeah, you're you, man. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> some, so we're gonna talk about it, but some names that I expected uh, to hit in the portal. Um, not a ton of surprises so far. Yeah. Um. Now, my inbox, Ike, has been blowing up with people saying, "Hey, any names that nobody might expect getting ready to hit the portal?" And you know, there's not a ton of that this year. I think Hugh Freeze instilled a sense of belief in this team, um, especially those guys who played and started. Uh, and you know, there were some. I mean, there's some guys who have yet to announce their intentions. But um, I think this staff has an effective sell for the future for those guys who were the core of the playing time this year, Ike. And we'll see where they land in, in terms of significant contributors hitting the portal. Uh, this team has a lot of needs. The Auburn Tigers have a lot of needs. Uh, if you plan to stick around, you will be one of the few that has uh, like uh, experience in this Hugh Freeze system. Um, it looks like coaching staff may return intact. Uh, so unless we get any surprises there, uh, Auburn Tigers will be, uh, I think, have a lot of continuity headed into 2024. Uh, Mike, as you stated, no surprises so far from the transfer portal. As far as guys leaving Auburn University, we'll just run down the list of names thus sure. far that have gone out. Aniche Sledge, who was the redshirt freshman, um, announced his intentions to enter the transfer portal. Three years of eligibility remain. Aniche had not played a lot of time. He's a defensive lineman, for those of you that did not know. Hadn't played very much time in last season or this year. Not really. Actually, he is, this is his third year, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think last year was his redshirt freshman year. So he'll be mm-hmm. yeah, redshirt. Anyway, um, at any rate, uh, it was somebody who I thought was going to try to enter transfer portal last year. He stuck it out one more season. Now enters the transfer portal again, three years of eligibility remaining. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, you say no surprises. I was a little surprised by the name Steven Johnson popping up before the transfer portal even opened. He was a guy who was a freshman last year, ended up having a red shirt, didn't play very much, did not anticipate him hitting the transfer portal. Um, not really even sure what the issue was there for him. Um, you know, not getting playing time as a freshman, but he has already announced he is declaring for the transfer portal with four years of eligibility remaining. Uh, if you think back Ike, to the extra presser that Hugh Freeze uh, gave us the Monday after the Iron Bowl, um, again, 
complete class move by Hugh Freeze to do that extra pressure for us to follow up on questions and then uh, pontificate about the future of Auburn football. He talked about having to have tough conversations with athletes about whether or not Auburn is the place for them in the future. Right. Steven Johnson is one of those kids that I assume got that talk and said, hey, you know, it may be in your best interest to play someplace else um, because you may not have a huge role here. And so you're going to have these guys every year that uh, have not seen much of the field um, and uh, the coaches are doing them a favor by telling them earlier in their careers, listen, hit the portal, <laughs> right? Like you're welcome to be a part of this team, but if you want to be a significant contributor, you're going to have to do that somewhere else. Every coach has to deal with this issue. You know, Steven Johnson, I think, was one of those kids. Yeah, I mean, if that's the conversation that was had, then understood. I just, it, for for a defensive line that we consistently heard was lacking depth, to lose a pe- two pieces of depth so early in the transfer portal period, um, you know, I don't know. E- either That says to me that those young men had not progressed enough in their right. abilities uh, right. because it's not about snaps because the snaps are there. Uh, it just means that you you had you are not going to get the snaps because <laughs> yeah. you have not progressed. So right. like you need to play someplace else where maybe it's more suited to your talent level. Um, I yeah. know that's a hard conversation to have to have with a lot of kids. Right. Nobody wants to hear they don't have the talent play where they're at. Uh, but it is a conversation uh, that has to be had. And, you know, listen, that this is a part of the job that I definitely don't envy <laughs> as yeah. telling somebody that they cannot fulfill their dream here. Uh, again, he's going to have more of those conversations he's going to have to have as he's the coach. But, you know, he's been doing this a long time. So I know he's had this conversation already probably 100 times before. Yeah. Uh, next up and definitely no surprise here is Omari Kelly, who yep. is uh, the wide receiver. Only had two catches for 45 yards this season. Um, really only, only had three receptions in his freshman campaign last year so Amari Kelly not a surprise at all this was probably one of the most um unshocking things that I've heard thus far Amari Kelly hitting the transfer portal he did not get a lot of opportunities again in a room where we constantly heard you know the wide receiver play wasn't up to par when Amari Kelly got his opportunities he either wasn't getting targeted or had the unfortunate drop really the only drop he had all season, but it was a big one versus Vanderbilt, and that sticks in everybody's mind. Um, but yeah, Omar Kelly not getting the opportunities and um, hit the transfer portal. Ah, uh, yeah. So six, six foot uh, one seventy eight. By the way, sophomore of uh, hitting the portal. Uh, look, here's here's the cold hard math for Omari Kelly. There weren't a lot of there already weren't a lot of targets in this system this year. Um, so you're talking about a kid. You, you mentioned he only had two catches for 45 yards on the season. He only had seven targets total. Um, right. And so uh, uh, a, a majority of those targets went to Jay Fair, Rivaldo Fairweather, um, and Peyton Thorne only had 239 attempts on the season. Uh, uh, to put that in perspective, that's at least 120 less than the SEC average at quarterback. So I'll say that again. 239 targets is 120 attempts less than the SEC average. So there were 120 less opportunities for Auburn's receivers to catch balls this season. And when you're a guy like Omari Kelly and you're trying to find yourself out there, you need to be someplace where not only can you play, but where they throw the ball enough for you to try to get into a rhythm. He had a really big drop. I think it was Vanderbilt. Uh, mm-hmm. where he was down the field, he was wide open. Guys, those types of drops happen. If you're a receiver, you have to make that play. But 
it stings a little bit more for a guy who's only got seven targets on the season. So they're scared right. to put you, put you back out there because you didn't make the one of seven plays that you got an opportunity to make. You know, there was a lot of talk about receivers not getting separation. I think it was a combination of that and poor system and poor QB vision. There were a lot of things going on in the passing game. Ultimately, Amari Kelly is a guy who is not without talent, right? Now, we reported his um, entry into the portal early before anybody else. Uh, so this, as you said, this is not something that was unexpected. Uh, but with the class that Albert is bringing in at receiver, <laughs> this also is not a shock, right? Um, look, Cam Coleman is going to play early. He will be an uh, early enrollee. I confirmed with him. He'll be in school this January. You know, this is going to be in school this January. There's a guy who potentially is going to be throwing the ball in, in, in the uh, in the fall. I, I spoke with Walker White yesterday. He said, yes, sir, I'm going to be there January 7th, <laughs> bright and early. Walker said that he's going to be on campus. Look. These guys are excited about this new system. You've got to clear space for the guys that you're bringing in. Now, who are they bringing in? They're bringing in Cam Coleman, right? Top top 10 guy, uh, unless unless you're looking at rivals, in which case he lost a star inexplicably <laughs> after he committed to Auburn. This is silly, Ike. Uh, uh, you've got Perry Thompson, again, another top 25 prospect. You've got Bryce Kane, and you've got Malcolm Simmons coming in. And look. If you believe the smoke around this Ryan Williams kid reclassifying to this class and possibly flipping all in the same announcement, Auburn doesn't have a whole lot of space for dead weight in the wide receiver room. And unfortunately, and and when I say dead weight, I mean guys who just aren't going to play because there's better talent coming in. I, I, I I suspect that Hugh Freeze told Cam Coleman, you and Perry are going to play. Perry won't be here till the summer. But then that tough conversation that you have to have with kids that we just talked about, even more so with Amari Kelly. Look, son, <laughs> he get it done last year. And I know there weren't a ton of opportunities, but even in the opportunities that you had, we didn't see a ton of potential. So we're going to go with these kids who, you know, are coming in because, hell, we're bringing them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's and not by a the way, guy. Rivals did add him his fifth star back. They uh, gave him the star back? All right. I was going to say, look, the guy who is the national recruiting director for Rivals, he got a ton of heat on Twitter. People were like, you fraud. How could you take his star away from it? Is there anything more blatant? Like, he's Cam Coleman is literally playing in the state championship at 7 day tomorrow. (laughs) Right. Now, I know he didn't get a ton of targets in the semifinal, but he still made a ridiculous like adjustment touchdown catch he caught everything that was thrown at him yeah so uh there's a kid um there's a kid that central has named upshaw that we'll talk about later but you know with him out there with coleman it's just clear to see that auburn is bringing in a superb talent he can catch every kind of ball he can catch jump balls if you're mark kelly you just you're looking at this and you know how this goes this these guys were he was the guy in high school Mm-hmm. This is what these guys are used to. They're used to being the guy. And now you're at a program that's going to bring in a lot of those guys. So fans, don't freak out when you see guys hit the portal. This is a problem that the top programs have. You're going to lose decent to good talent every single year as you bring in even more talented kids. It yeah. is the attrition. I mean, you can't hold. There's not enough spots at QB for these great QBs. Everybody's recruiting. 
Look at Texas, right. man. They, they, uh, they parked Arch Manning on the bench while they brought in a top prospect in Quinn Ewers. They're in the playoff, you know, and, and it happens at every position. So I, it's going to be Auburn just needs to focus on creating opportunities so you don't have more Omari Kelly's, right? Like, and when I say that, I mean more kids who you recruit who come here and they, they don't. They don't have the opportunity to live up to the expectations. They have to create opportunities. You know, Omar Kelly got the talk. I'm sure he got the talk. Hmm. Uh, joining him, lead, exiting the wide receiver room is Jair Shorter, who yes. I, I didn't even know Jair Shorter had another year of eligibility left. But Jair Shorter was the recent acquisition via the transfer portal last yes. season from North Texas. Um, but and he recorded just one reception versus Sanford this past season. But Jair Shorter back into the transfer portal as a senior with a single year of eligibility remaining. Yeah, look, Jair Shorter. Let me speak of the offense in general. The portal on offense for Hugh Freeze in year one was lackluster. Yeah. Um, especially at the skill positions. Um, a lot of guys you brought in didn't live up to the production that they brought in, the averages. They live up to the averages, right? Shorter didn't live up to the averages. Hooks, same thing. Now, I get it. There weren't, weren't a ton of opportunities. There just weren't. But there were also, for guys at that level, they did not make plays at the level that you expect them to make. There were a lot of bad routes run and drops and miscommunications with the quarterback. And a lot of guys who weren't where Peyton Thorne needed them to be to make a play. So, uh, you know, in my book, I'm going to use stronger language here. Hugh Freeze's portal hall at the receiver position was as close to a failure as you can get. Right. Um, and this year, the way they treated this year, it was a stopgap. Like it was a stopgap to try to get to years two and three. And now you're bringing in again. We just talked about receiver. All these guys at receiver who will be your guys moving forward. And you assume you're not going to have these problems with now if Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson get here and suddenly they can't run routes or catch jump balls. Then we know we got a system issue or teaching issue or some kind of culture issue. But Hugh Freeze is not anticipating that. So shorter, I think on tape, he looked good. He looked like he had a ton of potential, but ultimately it's not going to work out for him. I'm happy for him that he has another year of eligibility to use to try to get it together at a program where he can make the plays. Uh, you know, I believe he's a graduate transfer. I'm not uh, sure if he's graduated. I, ain't got I, just, I mean, I would assume he portal, would have to yeah. have graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. In like, order to be able to play again, he'd have, he would have had to graduate because there's no coaching change or anything like that. I'm assuming, right. Yes. So, um, yeah, shorter. Yeah, we get it. Wide receiver room, complete overhaul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last wide receiver uh, we have to talk about Malcolm Johnson Jr., who oh. has hit the portal, um, recorded 14 receptions for 199 yards and one touchdown uh, during his tenure at Auburn, appeared in 29 games over the three years at Auburn. I'll be quick about Malcolm. Uh, you're talking about a guy that coaches love. Every coach loves Malcolm. He's a hardworking kid. Uh, unfortunately, injuries, he could not stay healthy. Um, and this okay. season, he got healthy. But unfortunately, again, the offensive, what I, I will say is offensive dysfunction for the most part this season, it definitely affects kids like this who are trying to return from injury. We saw it under Harson. We're seeing it again under Hugh Freeze in year one. And, uh, you know, he's facing the same thing. They're bringing in all these high-profile kids, and he has not done enough on the field, regardless of why, to – secure a spot 
can get these kids to sit back and wait a year. Like the the coaches understand that they have to take a step forward offensively this year. And he was probably one of those kids that got to talk, but but in a much softer tone. <laughs> we love you, Malcolm. Right. Uh, and we believe you have talent and you know, he, he's got great speed. Uh, you know, I remember the touchdown that he got. It was uh, TJ Finley that threw it to him on a 45-yard bomb. And we got a glimpse of what Malcolm Johnson could do at receiver. But ultimately, uh, it just didn't come together for him here. Uh, so, you know, I hope that he stays healthy. You know, I pray to God, you know, blesses him with health moving forward. And, you know, he, he's got a tough decision to make if he wants to play football beyond 2023 look uh malcolm johnson is going to be ceo of something one day he's just a great kid he's a smart kid um he was not a behavior issue he was a team guy he was well liked in the locker room he was everything you wanted in an athlete he just didn't get a chance he just didn't he wasn't afforded the opportunity because of the injuries to show it on the field consistently and by the time he finally had a fully healthy season this season happened, right? So, you know, uh, uh, I, I wish him well moving forward. I, I think that uh, uh, Malcolm has a, a good future ahead of him, whether it's at football or, or anything else. But just great kid, team guy, like d- definitely no love lost there between the staff and Malcolm Johnson Jr. Yeah. Uh, last portal entry we have here for Auburn is Steven Sings the fifth, who right. came over last season from Liberty and now exits again just a season later in the transfer portal. Recorded five tackles in six games uh, with three tackles against Sanford being his season high. I don't even know. Like, he must have been graduating as well. Like, he came. (laughs) Yeah, so he he was out the door. I mean, he barely played. Um, So feels a little weird to to have him hit the transfer portal. Again, in another one of those rooms where – we didn't see a ton of people getting rotational snaps. So it wasn't that he couldn't see the field from a body standpoint. It had to be a talent issue for Steven Sings at this level, I would assume. I wouldn't assume that a defensive staff that was familiar with him wouldn't give him an opportunity. So it had to be, you know what, at this level, he just wasn't able to produce. Um, I, I don't know the answer for real to that. I've never spoken with Steven Sings, nor have I talked to anybody on staff about him. But it was, I was curious to see his name hit the transfer. Oh, uh, yeah. I, curious, but not surprised, I guess. Look, uh, Steven Sings was one of those names that we heard in the spring and the fall uh, right. of a guy like making plays in practice. And, you know, they were like, yo, hey, Steven Sings on the pass rush. And, and we were like, all right. Like, you know, we were singing his praises going into the season. And, and uh, yeah, this was... I, yeah, this was a little curious to me, but again, uh, upon a whole, for getting a whole year to evaluate him, you know, I assume they had a real talk about where he's at and you know what they're bringing in, and, and right, you know, just you know he's making a decision in his best interest. So if he's leaving, he probably doesn't see a clear path to playing time uh, in the future. And uh, right. you know, again, we wish him well. I, nothing negative there. I've heard about Steven Sings in terms of any other reason he would be transferred. Yeah. So looking forward to uh, seeing what happens with those young men. Definitely wish all of them the best. Just going to run down really quickly before we get to your comments, because there are quite a few of them in here. A couple of offers that have gone out from Auburn University, and then we'll t- we'll get to the comment section. Um, Jerquan, Jerquan Scott um, was offered by Auburn. He is a junior offensive I'm in 64339 from Southern Miss. Uh Easton K 
Kilty is an offensive lineman, 6'5", junior from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Heron is from uh, uh, Shorter University. I, was about to say, I don't see the school on here. Shorter University, 6'6", 310, offensive tackle. I love the fact that we've offered so many offensive linemen so far in the portal class because they right. realize we've got to go out there and attack that. Then you flip it over to the defensive line side, Derek Hammond, sophomore from Michigan State. Uh, Nate Clifton, senior, redshirt senior from Vanderbilt, playing at defensive end. Wide receiver Robert Lewis, Jr. from Georgia State. Chris Paul, Jr., the linebacker, sophomore from Arkansas. And then Will Shepard, senior wide receiver from Vanderbilt. Last, uh, no, got two more, excuse me. Ethan Robinson, the defensive back from Bucknell. And then William Lee from Iowa Western Community College, 6'3", 190 cornerback all of those offers have gone out so far and i'm reading this from the uh portal tracker from auburnsports.com in case you guys want to be able to check that out our guy uh caleb jones is out there keeping track of all things happening with the auburn transfer portal we'll talk a little bit more because i see some of your questions here about some of the guys we could potentially get war report family you are listening to the morning drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant auburn sports news we broadcast live from the war reports youtube channel on monday tuesday wednesday and friday mornings at 10 a.m eastern 9 central time you're welcome to come watch it live but the live chat is reserved for our youtube channel members only so come on by become a member and get active in the best auburn sports community on the webs we'll be right back after we pay a couple bills Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. Let's get over here to you all's comments because we appreciate everything that you guys do to keep the conversation flowing. We'll get it started with Super Chat here from TJ Lou, who says, Thoughts on the wide receiver room with former Vandy White, Will Shepard, and former Purdue slot Dion Burks in the portal. They should go after Walter. Nolan too. Uh, so let's address this uh, one by one. We already mentioned that Auburn has offered Will Shepard, the, the wide receiver from Vanderbilt. Yes. In my opinion, one of the more talented wide receivers in the country, not just a conference. Um, this would be a big get uh, for this because and the reason why I say this is not because I don't feel like we have talent. I've, you know, Mike G, you and I have talked about this several times. I don't think that our wide receiver room was devoid of talent. Maybe not the most talented guys in the country, not devoid of talent. Will Shepard is an upgrade of talent, specifically at the outside receiver. And he brings you senior leadership that this room is sorely lacking. If he's cut from the same kind of cloth that the last Vandy guy we got, which is uh, Elijah McAllister, if he's cut from that kind of cloth and he can come in here and bring that kind kind of leadership as well as that talent, then you've definitely got a recipe for something good cooking in the wide receiver room. Uh, yeah, look, um, if you can prevent having to put too much on your freshman wide receivers that you're bringing in too quickly, you take it. And yeah. w- uh, Will Shepard is an experienced guy who's going to bring a lot of production. Uh, you know, from what I've seen on tape, he can create separation. There's something everybody claims the wide receivers aren't creating separation. Well, this guy who can do that. Will Shepard doesn't need a lot of separation. He makes context. Yeah, well, yeah so. right. Like, <laughs> and, and and you know, you know those kind of like micro separations where it's it's a contested, but he knows how to make space to make a catch right. when the ball gets to him. And I just I feel like. There's no reason, given what you have outgoing <laughs> right now, to not bring this guy in. 
uh, if you're a freshman receiver, you're not really worried about this. This is not. You know, no, he's, he's, a, he's a one year stopgap guy for sure. That's that's it. And he I, has a good year here. He's gone to the league. Yeah, for sure. Look, people have asked me which guy do I feel like is going to play early. You know, of the guys who are coming in, uh, Perry Thompson doesn't get here until after the spring. Um, and if if me if, if you got to put one on the shelf, it's Perry Thompson. But you you're you need to bring in a guy. You need guys who can play on the outside. You have to have receivers that can play on the outside. So, uh, you know, Cam Coleman, I think, maybe goes out there game one, right? I think Cam Coleman is out there game one, and we'll see with the other guys where they fit in. Uh, again, just a ton of talent coming in. Add Will Shepard to the room is a smart idea to me. Uh, and, you know, the Auburn fans, I, the influx of talent that's about to come in under Hugh Freeze is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen if they keep on the pace that they're on and fans that need to get used to the idea that they're going to jam as much talent in so much talent. They can't play it all. And guys are going to have to go hit the portal. That's it. And what happens is if a guy doesn't perform, you can more confidently move on to the next guy. Right. Or if the guy does perform, uh, you're, you either have an easier sell to the guy behind him to wait his turn, or that kid will go get hit the portal and you'll recruit the next kid. But either way, when you have proof of concept on the field, it's much easier to recruit. Um, obviously, when you win, it's easier to recruit. And uh, when you have, because right now what they're selling is opportunity. So if you're Will Shepard, you're looking mm-hmm. at this and you're thinking, I'm coming in and play there immediately especially if i'm up against a bunch of freshmen who are going to take time to catch up to the speed of the game ike so um uh, i like this i like this pickup i think they should go out and get it yeah um as far as the slot receiver uh, Burks in the portal, I think a lot of this has to do with some decisions that are still pending um, concerning our current slot receiver that we have javarius johnson and jay fair you already have caleb burton in the room at slot um, so I don't know that we will know anything in regard to uh because I don't know that we need the depth there. If you're talking about Malcolm Simmons and Bryce Kane both being able to play slot for Auburn. Uh so if you bring back three guys that are already slot receivers that don't really play a ton on the outside anyway, and then you go get a slot receiver, and then you have two other guys that like that's just too many guys in the slot. Um, so we're gonna have to wait and see. Um what happens with the guys that we have in the room right now before they do this one. And I agree, Walter, no, and please say, hey, bro, you don't watch the morning drop because you're or the war report because you're not an Auburn guy. But uh, if somebody's out there, send this little clip to him and let Walter. Hey, man, Walter, listen, yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, we we we, 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 on. we <laughs> come on through, and then you know maybe we can get you on a fireside or something. You could talk about how you escaped the cult. And came over here with the good guys. You feel me? You know what I'm saying. And so, uh, yeah, Walter Nolan would be a welcome talent upgrade uh, there for Auburn coming out of Texas A&M. Yeah, just agreed. Come, come on, through. very, very impassioned pitch there, right? <laughs> Walter, please hear me. <laughs> come on, make through. it happen. Come on through, homie. All right, uh, Stephen Trail says, "Tell McCall, I'll give him my." Whole check if he's going to commit. Okay, committing some money directly to McCall. I don't know that you can commit it directly to an athlete through um, uh, 
onto victory, but maybe you can set up your own separate NIL deal there. Uh, Steph, excuse me, trail. Yeah. And uh, we can get that guy in here. A lot of people high on Grayson McCall. We'll see, man. Uh, listen, I, I'm still of the belief. And until something changes, I will continue to say this. And I'm happy to be wrong about this. Well, no, let me not say I'm happy to be wrong because I don't necessarily have an issue with the guys we have in our quarterback room, but I do think that there's room for upgrades. So that's why I say I'm happy to be wrong. I'm of the belief as of today, though, that Auburn does not bring in a transfer quarterback. We will hold firm with Thorn for this season. Let young Holden Gurner compete for that spot and potentially be QB two, and then they will set up themselves for the set themselves up for the future with. Walker White in that room. I don't know where Hank Brown factors into all of this, but that's how what I believe today, December 5th, 2023. That could be a changed reality at some point in time. But if you're asking me today, which you are because you're on here watching our show, I think Peyton <laughs> Thorne is the incumbent starter for next year. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. I think that I, I'm bracing. If you're an Auburn fan, you should brace yourself for a seven and five season next year. Um, the schedule's tough. It's tougher than this this one. Uh, you lose LSU, but you add Oklahoma. Uh, and, you know, given how L- LSU is trending right now, they lose Jaden Daniels and that defense is still crap. I'd have rather kept them on the schedule than picked up Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma will have some changes. We know Dylan Gabriel is hitting the portal. Uh, mm-hmm. But you also have Missouri, Kentucky. Uh, I'm excited about Oklahoma coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium, though. That's going to be an amazing atmosphere for that one um so the in the new sec yeah i i would anticipate seven and five even that might be tough when you look at that schedule depending on how the offense progresses but at some point you have to break the portal you have to break the portal kind of uh streak or yeah for lack of a better term consistently having to use the portal to go get starters right like you want to back like if you want to bring in guys for depth out of the portal great but can't constantly need a savior in the portal specifically at the quarterback position yeah look man lane kiffin who is a real qb whisperer my book well he may be a guy who could do that consistently but it's it to me it just it's hard to recruit quarterbacks if you never develop and start a freshman quarterback, and that is something that other coaches will use against you in recruiting, right? So, um, here's my thing, and I need everybody to hear me, right? Like when I said on a previous broadcast that I felt I felt like you know not based on anything, just my my opinion, um that this all hinges on Holden because Holden is, he's a team guy. He's a great guy. They saw some potential in him, but they were his, the experience, right. Kept him off the field uh, this year. Um, And to me, you give him a shot, right? You, you, you secure him in that second spot by continuing to bring him along. And then uh, you let him and Peyton battle it out. Um, everything they've done has been about setting things up for the future. So Q freeze has been plant saying patience, patience, patience for a reason. He wants to get his guys in there. And some of the guys who are currently on this team are the guys who are going to help him transition there. So my inbox, Ike is full of people saying, we want Dante Moore, We want this guy, you know, uh, uh, Grayson McCall, uh, Riley Leonard, who I think already committed someplace. 
now. And, you know, we got to stop this. Every portal season, it's like, you know, what QBs are on the portal? The, the But we talked about this to move on. Like, me again, not based on anything, but like, I, I just don't see how you continue to pay top QB portal money for guys, right? Like, unless it moves the needle significantly, guaranteed. Now, if Auburn wants to go out and get Arch Banning, drop the paper, <laughs> right? I mean, it's what Texas deal with Quinn Ewers, you know, like, and they brought in Arch. Like, I, I'm all about that. If it's a guy, if it's a, if it's a number one overall can't miss prospect that just is backed up someplace, and they can come in and change your program immediately, and they already have a year at the college level training and adjusting to the speed of the game. 100% bring them in. If you're going to go out and get another average QB, I'd, I'd rather just stick with the guys that we, we have. Right? I'd rather invest in Peyton Thorne another year and hope. Okay, I get your point. In. You're saying it, it needs to be an uh, obvious upgrade uh, in talent. Uh, yeah, an obvious upgrade in talent. If it's not, like, why, why upset the balance of your recruiting and your QB room for another guy who's going to come in and possibly do the same thing against a tough schedule? You've already invested a year in Peyton Thorne. Right. And you already have time put into Holden Gurner. You know, you've got Walker White. You're going to go out and get other quarterbacks. You know, uh, after next year, Walker will have been in school a year. And, you know, at some point, you just need a guy who's clearly going to take over. Georgia was never going to go get a portal QB after their championship season. It was going to be one of the guys on their bench. Carson Beck won it. And look at a man, top 10 passer in all of the NCAA. Had a great first year as a starter. So I, I, you know, yeah. that's that's what Auburn needs to start. <laughs> uh, you can't do that if you're constantly getting transfers at QB out of the portal and expecting them to come in and start. Like you said, saviors, as you said, yeah, can't be a savior of the uh, season. Yeah, Ant Robinson jumps in and says, "Hate that we're losing Sledge, Malcolm, and Kelly." He was a fan of those three young men. Yeah, uh, listen, wish them all the best. Hopefully, they will find places that fit them a little bit better, and they'll be able to do amazing things. Uh, Jonathan Boyce says, "Morning, fam. I heard that Vandergriff is interested in Auburn. This is the backup quarterback currently for Georgia, of uh, the aforementioned Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Vandergriff, a guy who out of high school, very highly touted. Yeah." Um, I don't know. So that, that's the thing I worry about with the guys who haven't seen any actual game duty is that, yes, they're super talented as far as what their star rating was. But how well does that translate to college? We don't have the first clue. Um, and so you still you got you kind of have to hope that wherever they were, they were getting development and they were playing, you know, maybe some scout team and they were able to see some collegiate talent something that allows them to have gotten accustomed to the speed of the game um at georgia they've done a good job of prepping those young men for coming in and playing football it's yeah. clear that when they go to their bench they're going to their bench and going and getting another baller another right? another top 50 player uh brock vandergriff was uh ranked 34 nationally coming out of high school he's the fifth quarterback in that class uh you know, uh, he was the fifth player in the state of Georgia. Uh, to me, that might be a kid that you take a chance on. You're taking a chance on a top 50 player, right? So you're either going for talent or on-field experience. Sometimes the experience, depending on where they're coming from, doesn't necessarily translate. So people who think that Dante Moore is going to come from the pack to the SEC, and do the same things, I would caution against that. And a league where they don't play pass defense at a high level, 
the SEC will be a rude awakening for you in that regard. You know, Washington, let me tell you, they are, in my opinion, they are super lucky to have dodged Alabama in the first round of the playoffs. Because, you know, I, I like Penix, but th- that Alabama secondary is no joke. And, and you know, who knows how they would he would have performed versus that. I'm not saying he wouldn't have done well, but, whew, man, I think it was a gift that they don't have to see that in the first round of the playoff. And these QBs who come in and they figure out defense in the SEC, you got to be about that life. I, I'd invest in your own guys, <laughs> right? Just invest in your guys who can be here and see it. I It's I think that, man, I just think that the, the future is so bright. We just got to – I'm buying Hugh Freeze's vision here for year three, right? I wish he had done more with the guys he had in year one, but it just is what it is. This is the route he's chosen to take. And so now that we're through it, I'm completely bought into his vision for progression. Let guys progress. Bring your guys up. Retain your coaching staff. Create continuity. And by year three – you should be making the college football expanded playoff. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal. Um, listen, uh, again, I, I I think that they are on schedule for what they anticipated to be as far as his coaching staff. Uh, and the the fan base is going to have to be patient. If if we're trusting Coach Hugh Freeze to, ride, to, to be the, the captain of the ship, you got to trust the path that he takes to get you through the storm. So uh, we'll see how it goes. AU alum 94 says, sounds like if you ask me, some promises have been made to the incoming wide receiver class. You're darn oh, right. Listen, <laughs> you, you don't get, God, if, if you're up. not already in national title contention, you don't get a class like this yep. without having anything on the field that r- remotely resembles dynamic passing. And you get guys this talented in the wide receiver room, unless you've made some promises that say we're going to get Facts. you out there on the field. Facts. That's just, yeah. I mean, I, there, there's I'm no okay two ways it. about that. If anybody has any thoughts to the contrary, oh, they're going to bring them in and try to no, know. They told those young boys, hey, you get out here and you put in the work during the offseason, you're going to play. Now, whether they start, and again, I, I, I'm holding firm to this until I see them come in and do differently. I don't know that all of them start game one, right? but they will all play game one. Might not be the first guys that tried out there on the field, but they will all get snaps from the very first game that they hit Auburn. And by the end of the season, they may be taking over at starting position. That is pending again who returns for Auburn and who Auburn goes to get out of the transfer portal. I feel a lot more confident about that if Will Shepard is a wide receiver brought in out of the transfer portal. Because again, outside receiver was really the place that you were thin. So Coleman and Perry Thompson projects to be good outside receivers. Again, Ryan Williams, if he's added to this class, projects to be a good outside receiver. But if you add Will Shepard to that mix, now you're saying, all right, he may be the guy that's starting and then one of you guys is going to rotate in with him or we're going to have to, or we're going to have to re-explore the potential of going to more four receiver sets so we can get more of you guys on the field at the same time. But that, a lot of that is going to be contingent on the physicality and blocking ability of some of those young men. So I we'll think- see. I think game one is Cal next year. So is, it, uh, is, is that going to be the first game next year? Yeah, uh, September 7th. Uh, I'm not all these other like, I don't know that if if it's not Cal, they're opening week zero with an SEC team. Why, why wouldn't it be a cupcake or they already have it scheduled? Yeah, yeah there do. is one more game that's not on the schedule yet. So 
Oh, there is. That's right. You're right. Yeah. There is one game not listed here. Uh, maybe that that could be the week one one matchup. But right now, um, outside of ULM and New Mexico, which is already scheduled for September 14th and November 16th, Cal is September 7th. So assuming yeah. weeks, they'll, they'll probably have some kind of cupcake to open up the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I was thinking, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. If it's Cal coming into Jordan Hare, maybe not. Uh, but if it is, if that is a cupcake, then Definitely, yes. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bradley says, any news about going to try to get any of the Ohio State portal players, especially the defensive line? Uh, listen, I'm sure they're going to evaluate all of the... If you're coming from a Power 5 program, particularly one like Ohio State, then yes, they're, the, the coaching staff is going to take a look at them. I have not... Again, I'm looking at the portal tracker from Rivals uh, on our Auburn sports site, and I have not any uh, offers to them, but definitely think that as the weeks progress, we're going to see more stuff like that popping up. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> Ohio State, right? Um, yeah, we'll see on this. Yeah. We'll see on this. I'm going to wait to comment on this. Uh, AU alum 94 jumps back in and says, can't wait for a fireside with Perry Thompson, Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, and Bryce Kane. Yeah, you, 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 you probably won't be able to see that one until summer if it's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because uh, our guy uh, Perry is not going to be here until after until summer. But uh, we'll definitely put that on the list of firesides to bring to you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dustin uh, here says, shout out to our guy, Dustin, over at the Uptempo podcast, says, Upshaw is dynamic. His yards after catch is ridiculous. Dustin, yeah. Um, goes to a lot of the uh, high school games. He is, if you guys don't know Dustin, man, over there, up, eventually Dustin's going to be in a place where he's going to be doing a lot of recruiting stuff for you all. So make sure that you go ahead and subscribe over there to Uptempo. They're going to have some great recruit. They're already doing some stuff, but he's going to be uh, – elevating what he's doing over there. But yeah, yards after the catch, as Mike says, dynamic player. Air Force. Yeah. Cool. Uh, he is, he's the compliment to Cam Coleman right now at the high school level. And he's a junior. Uh, Central, I'm sorry, Auburn has already offered him. <laughs> so Marcus Davis has been down. At, I, I like this kid a lot, man. His name is Dylan Upshaw. He's just, he can catch, he can run, he can, you know, he can break tackles. He is, I would expect him to be a top 150 player before it's all said and done, like moving into next season. They, I, I think that you'll see the recruiting sites upgrade him significantly in terms of his rating. We are out of here and we will be back at you all tomorrow with another morning drop. Until then, and as always, War Eagle. Drop! Drop!